Hey Savvies, I'm super excited to be bringing you another guest episode. So this time we're sitting down with my friend, Christina Linkowski, who you may have heard at the 2022 Profitable Podcast Summit back in February. We're chatting all about what to do after your podcast pitch has been accepted to be on another podcast. So if you've never sent a pitch before and you want to learn more about that side of things, like how to actually pitch, I definitely recommend checking out episode 142 with Angie Trueblood first. I'll have it linked in the show notes for you guys. So check that out first if you've never pitched. But if you are currently pitching and you're waiting for your first yes, or you already received your first yes, this episode's going to be really great for you. So a little bit about Christina. Christina is a forward-thinking podcast publicist and educator for entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors looking to expand their credibility and go from best keep secret to go-to expert in their industry through being a guest on other people's podcasts. In 2019, after 13 years of working in the PR realm, Christina discovered what being a guest on podcasts did for her online-based business, and since then, she's dedicated her work to helping other business owners, particularly women, see the same kind of results. She's been a guest on over 40 podcasts, including her Empire Builder, Profit Podcast, and Health Coach Nation, and helped her private clients get booked on over 150 top-rated shows like the online business show with Tyler McCall, the Heather Sager show, and Get Paid with Claire Pelletro, among many others. So I'm really excited to have Christina here today and to chat about this topic because I feel like people talk about how to pitch, but they don't really talk about what to do after your pitch is accepted. So I'm really excited to dive into this and let's just get right into today's episode. Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in the world of podcasting and how to use their podcast to generate consistent leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm super excited to have Christina with us today. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah. Thank you for having me on the show, Jenny. First of all, I'm super excited to be here in front of your audience. And so what I do is I am the owner of an agency that gets entrepreneurs booked on podcasts. So what we kind of say is we help people go from best kept secret to go to expert by getting on other people's podcasts, other people's platforms. And so that's what we do. Yeah. Super simple, but super necessary. I think a lot of people, yes, a lot of people are starting to realize the importance of getting in front of other audiences via podcasting. So I think it's a great time. And if you guys haven't pitched before and you're listening to this episode and you need tips on that, I have another episode, which is episode 142 with Angie Trueblood and go listen to that first and then come back to this. Cause this is more of a, what to do after you've pitched and your pitch has been accepted kind of thing. So and Angie that one first. is amazing y'all. Angie yeah. is amazing y'all. <laughs> so is. you'll get some, uh, you'll get some great tips from her. She is. Yeah. I took her go pitch yourself course. And I actually had my team member who does our pitching now go through her course. And so we're, we're Love trained it. by the best. <laughs> yes. Yes. She's wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. So if you guys want to learn how to pitch, go check that one out first and then come back here. But this is what we're going to do after we get accepted, which is really exciting. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to dive into this. I think people always, once they get that pitch accepted, then they're like, okay, now what, what do I do now? (laughs) There's a lot, there's a lot that goes in their mind. They're like, oh my God, should I cancel? I don't know what to do. I've never been on a podcast before, or they've been on like 
one or two and they like feel stressed out about it. There's a lot of emotions that come through. So I'm excited to talk about this kind of direction of things. First, let's just really start with, okay, we sent our podcast pitch. Someone sent back and they said, yay, we'd love to have you on the show. Here's the link to book. And then you book, right? So what are those steps that we should take after we get that pitch acceptance? And then we've actually got on that person's calendar to be on the show. First of all, give yourself a high five because you did it. You sent the pitch, you got it out there, you got accepted. And that is freaking awesome and exciting. So beyond that, once you're ready to do the podcast interview, let's say it's a couple of weeks or a couple of months down the road. What I like to do is I would go in and follow the host on whatever platform you like to interact on. So if that's Instagram, if that's Facebook, whatever, go in there, follow them because you can start to have that interaction with them, like through your stories and things like it doesn't have to be something you've already gotten the pitch. You're not trying to pitch them anymore. You're just trying to start building that connection with them. So that's a really great way for you to start that. The other thing that I really like to do before I'm on a podcast interview, which I do before every interview that I'm on, um, which is a little meta because here I am on a podcast interview talking about podcast interviews, but I always listen to an episode of the show the day of, or the day before. So even if I've listened to the show to pitch it and stuff like that, I will listen again right before I'm going to be a guest. And that really helps me get my head around what that host might be asking me about, the general vibe of the show. It just kind of helps me get in that mindset. It also gets me really excited. Like I'm like, okay, I'm going to hop on with Jenny and we're going to talk and it's going to be great. And we're talking to podcasters, like this is going to be so fun. And I will look at, okay, does she seem to ask people a similar question at the beginning, a similar question at the end, stuff like that, so that I can start to get mentally ready for that. I think that's super important. And I definitely agree with not only like preparing yourself, like by listening to episodes, cause you should definitely be doing that, but also engaging with them and following them on social media. That is so helpful. I like to even sometimes do that before pitching too, because it's like definitely. showing that, that you're interested in them and it's not just like out of left field, but yeah, I think that's absolutely. really helpful. And it has you they're like, oh, cool. My guess that I just accepted is interested in connecting long-term. It's not just about the podcast interview because I know some people treat it as like a one and done opportunity and it's really Mm -hmm. not. There's so many opportunities to further that relationship down the line that people don't think about. So actually let's kind of talk about that. What can Mm -hmm. we do once we, especially once the, I guess basically like, all right, this is what you do before, but during the process of the interview and then also like after, how can we continue nurturing that relationship with the host. I love that. And I think that what you said is really important. It's something that people tend to overlook. And that is the relationship with the host. The way you put it is correct. I think I was on Heather Sager's show and she put it as sometimes a host is like a one night stand. And sometimes it's like a long going, you like an ongoing serious relationship. And you'll get that vibe when you're a guest on a show, regardless, you guys really connect, you really mesh, you know, does it make sense for you to be helping promote each other's stuff, things like that moving forward. But what I really love to do is, and I will do this as soon as we hit end on this call with Jenny, we'll hit the stop record. And what I will do is I will thank her for her time and having me be a guest on her show. Because if you guys out here are podcasters, you know how much work it takes to create a podcast. And so anytime someone gives me an opportunity to get in front of their audience and their platform on their show, I am coming at it from a huge place of gratitude. And so I always want to make sure that I'm genuinely giving them a big thank you. 
at the end for having me on that show. And then the other thing that I like to say to a host is now, how can I provide value to you? So that will work out in many ways. Sometimes that's doing an Instagram live when the show um, drops. That's one that I do regularly with podcast hosts. Great to do super simple, 15 minutes, whatever that we might hop on an Instagram live the day that the show drops and answer questions or just chat or whatever. I've spoken in master classes, smoked, I haven't smoked, spoken in like a group coaching experience to talk about podcast guesting, stuff like that, just to show again, like that value. And it's really a win-win. I'm getting in front of their audience even more, but conversely, again, I'm giving my time to them to provide value to their audience as well. So that to me is a huge way to keep that relationship going and really have it come from a place of like authenticity. Yeah. I think that's really important. And I love that you mentioned that you take that time and thank them because although you probably did via email, when your pitch was accepted, like it's like just hearing it face to face is really helpful. I think that's really key. And just being grateful for the opportunity because I didn't have to say yes. And I also like that you brought up like just continuing, like bringing that value. Like, yes, you brought value during your actual like episode. I'm sure of it a hundred percent, Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's important yeah. to ask, like, how can we continue supporting each other? How can I continue providing you and your audience with value? What can I do for you? Because although the podcast is a mutual benefit, you want to keep going above and beyond. And that really just solidifies the relationship. And I know with you, you were actually in my summit a couple of months ago. And usually what I do is I have someone on my podcast first, and then they become in my summit, but this one is the opposite way. So I think that's just a great way to continue building those relationships. Like, okay, cool. She is on my podcast. She provided amazing value. Now let's have her in my summit or in my group coaching program or my masterclass or whatever you're doing there in something Mm -hmm. that makes sense or even like a bundle or something. There's so many different ways to collaborate. And I think that's something people are terrible at. (laughs) Unfortunately, they they just have that one and done experience and then they let it drop off and that's not how it should be. And do you have any tips on how to continue nurturing that after the fact, like obviously inviting them to be in stuff, but like, how do you like stay in contact with them? Do you like send them emails? Do you try to DM them every so often and catch up? Like, how do you do that? Do you mean as the, sorry, just as the guests, how do I do that with the host? Yeah. 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 Perfect. Yeah. Just genuinely, if I really dig someone or like with Jenny or something like that, if I see a story that comes up or something, even if it's something personal, I'm going to respond to it. If it elicits some kind of reaction in me, like I'm going to send a laughy face. I'm going to send a, oh, I love this, whatever. And that may seem really small to you. Like you may be like, I don't really, that doesn't seem like a big deal, but to someone else, just that even reminder that you're out there looking at their stuff, looking at what they're creating, again, taking stock in the value that they're putting out there into the world. That is a reminder to them that you're there. I have actually had it where, because I just do stay active in my stories or commenting on things, people have invited me to be on the show again, or invited into summits or things like that. Whereas we might've not spoken for multiple months. So I don't think it necessarily has to be anything huge, but just something again, that shows that you're paying attention. Another way that I really recommend is, and I think that you talked about how people aren't great at keeping in contact with hosts. Another thing that people aren't great at is reusing their podcast content over and over and over again. I cannot tell you how often I'm just like, you need to take this interview and you need to chop it up into 10 audio snippets and you need to create some Canva poll cards and you need to be putting this logo on your website. 
people just, you talked about it like that wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type thing. They do the interview and then they never think about it again. And that really needs to be perspective that's shifted as a guest. So that's on the guest. Like you're the one that needs to be going out there and using this as evergreen content over and over again. And you better believe when I chop up an interview and put that audio snippet out there, put that pull quote out there, I am tagging the host in that. I want them to make sure and see, okay, she's continuing to promote this episode. Now I can share it on my stories or do whatever I want as well, because I got tagged in there. I just think that we get in this as a guest, you get in this, okay, yeah, once it came out, I promoted it once and then I was done. But truly the magic of what we do is in the sustained spotlight is what we call it. So getting out there time and time again, we have one of our clients, he's so good at this. He takes every interview, he gets them cut up, things like that. And then he will all year round, he'll cycle through these snippets and and stuff like that because people come into your arena all the time. So someone might've heard you that 30 second snippet six months ago, but they weren't following you six months ago. So to them, this is something new. Also, that person that did hear it six months ago, they don't remember that they heard it six months ago. So they're going to listen to it again, like it's brand new content. So don't be afraid as long as the sentiment is the same, as long as the thing that you're saying, you feel the same way about, don't be afraid to use those things again and again and again. Yeah, I love that. I think that's super helpful. And I think it's something, like you said, people just forget. They just talk about it once or sometimes they don't share it all, which is like, no, no, shame on you. Guys, (laughs) if you're a guest, if you're a guest, I will say this right now, like you, you have to be sharing the episode at least once and tag ideally tagging the host. Yeah. Now I know for some people, they're not on social. They share it in their e-newsletters. They share it in other ways. I get that. That's what, like, I'm, that's great. But if you are on social, like you need to be sharing that tagging the host. If you do send it via email, it's going to take you one more second to forward that email onto the host and say, thanks again for having me on. I just shared this with my audience. Do you know how much they're going to appreciate that? Can you imagine that Jenny, if you got an email from someone's like, Oh, I just blasted the episode out to my list. Thanks again for having me on. Like as a podcaster, wouldn't you be over the moon about that? Right. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I hope you guys do pretty well with this because you are either current or aspiring podcasters. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That you realize like that, how important that is. I think that makes it easier. Typically, I feel like non-podcasters who do guesting tours are the ones who are less likely to do it. But I think that's really important. I I know the other day I did, or I actually did a reel about a podcast episode I did on someone else's show. And that was really fun. And that was a great way to bring that content to my audience in a different way. And I'm going to have to go watch that. Yeah. 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 It was fun. It was maybe like a month ago. I haven't played with reels in a while. I need to again, (laughs) but that's on another note. But I think that's just a really fun way to show your support with the host. I tagged her in it and said like, go to the, my link in my bio to check out this episode. Cause it's not something I typically talk about on my podcast. And I think another mm-hmm. cool way that you can share the episode after it has aired is if it's related to your podcast and makes sense, you can even share it as like a replay on your show. Obviously oh, I love that. I don't want to do it for every show. Cause like yeah. if you're talking about similar things and everything, it's going to get a little boring, but yeah. if it's just one that you're like, wow, I felt really good about this one. I really provided some solid info. Don't be afraid to share it as a replay on your own show, because even though you are directing your people back to that person's podcast, or you should be, maybe they didn't take you up on that. They didn't see it. So sharing on your show gives that 
the opportunity for it to have a longer shelf life. And then people can go check out that. that person's podcast as well. And we do this a lot for our clients too. Some of my clients get a little too excited about it and they want to do everything. Like they're like, Oh, here's a, like a replay from another show, another show. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like tone it down here. Like your people are going to get yeah. tired of you talking about the exact same thing. Even though you do say it in different ways, it's still yeah. the same information. So just pick your best one. Or if it's something that you don't always talk about often, for example, I know for me, I talk about like podcasting a lot, but I talk about different angles. So like launching a podcast yeah. is something I talk about a lot, but then if I talk about marketing your podcast, that's completely different. And that can be right. taken from different angles. Be uh, cognizant of that. Cause you don't want to, you have- just blew my mind with that idea of the replaying <laughs> of it on your, I was like, that is a great idea. I wouldn't have even thought of that. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, I think it just give that person the most bang for your buck that you can. Cause then mm-hmm. that's continuing to nurture that relationship and build that. And I think collaboration is just so essential in this online space, especially now we are, we just need that. (laughs) I can't even tell you, and I'm sure your listeners will understand this because you, like you said, they're podcasters or aspiring podcasters, but like, this is the way that a lot of marketing is moving. This is the way that people are shifting. They're Mm -hmm. shifting away from just buying ads. They're shifting away from that world. And that's not to say that there's anything wrong with that. They're just not seeing the results that they were seeing before. And so I think that this opportunity, you guys, a lot of you have your own show, plus hopefully you're going to guess on some other people's shows. This is the way that marketing is going to move. Like the organic, the real authentic conversation that you have with people, so people blowing your mind, like Jenny right there with me. Like, I'm like, I have to add that into my list of uh, things that people should do. That's a great idea. Those are the, these are the real things. These are what people are seeking yep. at this point. They want to hear from you. Yep. They want to hear your point of view. They're not necessarily just looking for the kind of someone that they just found on an ad again. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but they're looking for something different Mm -hmm. now. People want to be, they want to feel comfortable, especially if it's not like a cheap product. They obviously want to be comfortable with you. They want to trust you. And that trust isn't built over just an ad. It takes some time and nurturing. And that's why I love podcasting so much. And that's just why Mm -hmm. I love collaborating so much. There's Mm -hmm. just so much you can do with podcasting and being guests and even cross promotion too. Like I know a lot of the time I'll do swaps with people and we'll be, I'll be on their show. They'll be on my show. Mm -hmm. If it makes sense, obviously my show is pretty niche, but if they have a podcast, I can make sure that with my audience, because they benefit from that. Every podcaster has a different journey. So Mm -hmm. I think that's beneficial. I think that's a great point about how we were bringing up the value exchange is if you have a great interview with someone, and again, you think that they might be a good fit for your show. That is the perfect thing to say at the end when you're saying that is like, how can I bring value to your audience? And also, will you come on my show right. and provide value unto my audience? Sometimes those swaps happen in the pitch. That might not be what exactly the this how this journey goes for that particular show. But if that happens naturally and organically and comes up, like that's a huge value to them as another podcast host for them to get on your show and in front of even more people. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't have to happen in the pitch. It can definitely be after the fact. I know we've done that with clients. Like they got accepted to be on someone mm-hmm. else's podcast. And then they were like, hey, actually, I want you on my show too, because it makes sense. Exactly. It's just, it's just a, it's like a bonus thing. Cause they didn't go into expecting mm-hmm. to get that swap out of it. And then they do. And it's like, wow, this is great. And yep. yeah, it's mutual 
mutually beneficial. So I know we went straight into the relationship building and the kind of what yeah. you can do after, <laughs> yeah. but I'm curious, like when you're actually in that interview, what are some things that we need to do? Obviously, like it's important to give so much value because you don't want to, I know a lot of people are afraid of giving away too much for free, but honestly, mm-hmm. I think that's a huge detriment, but like, what are yeah. some things that we should be in doing during that interview other than providing amazing value? Yeah, I think that a huge thing to be doing during the interview is making sure that people know where to find you. So at the end of every interview, and again, as podcasters, this, you're going to, if you have a guest, you can say, how can people find out more? And so I want you to, as a guest, have one place that you drive people to. So one call to action, because as you get into more and more, people are just confused. They don't know where to go. They don't know what's happening, anything like that. So What I tend to do is I want to drive people to a call to action, one call to action, and I like that to be an evergreen page. And the reason for that is, and I'm sure you've done this, Jenny, as well, but like I listen to podcasts that are a year old, that are six months old. I'm listening to a a show right now that's from early 2021 that I love, but I'm listening to it right now. And that's over a year at this point. So their call to action, I need that to be something that I can go to now And still, I'm going to be able to have a page there with stuff that I can find more information on. So it's okay if that call to action has, the freebie has changed or something like that. That's totally fine. Or maybe you have a couple on there. And then you link there to your social channels as well. So be putting on there as well. Hey, here's where you can find me on Instagram. Here's where you can find me on TikTok, whatever makes sense for you. And then people can go and follow you there. But instead of throwing a bunch of things at them at the end, oh, you can download my freebie here and you can follow me on Instagram here and you can do whatever whatever. I think it's much, much easier to just streamline it into one thing and give them the option for what they feel the most comfortable with. People are definitely less and less joining email lists right off the bat. Now, if they hear you on a podcast, they're much more likely to do so than if they just find you cold off an ad or something like that. But I have noticed that when I'll do an interview and it lands and the host promotes it and tags me, I will get a lot of like the followers on social media is definitely what I'm seeing a lot more right now. So I think people are, okay, I like this person. I like what they have to say, but I don't know if I'm ready to commit to an email list yet. So let me peep on them for a little bit and see how it goes. And then if I want, I'll go sign up for a list or sign up for something like a month or two down the road. So that's definitely kind of something to keep in mind is just having that one thing that you can drive people to and preferably a really easy URL that -hmm. you can just say out loud that people are then able to be like, oh, okay, perfect. And go put it in their URL. Yeah. I love that. I think that's super helpful. I know I actually recently did an episode. I don't know when, how long ago it was, but I said, minimize your links. And I didn't, I think yes. I just said, if you want to share a freebie, that's great, but don't like stuff all your links at the end. Like the freebie makes sense to come up naturally when you're talking, yes. definitely share it. And then at the end, I said, share one social and potentially your website. That is it. Don't yes. try to share like every single social media channel you have, every like URL you have, like that's yeah. just going to be overwhelming. And then no one's going to do anything because that's too much. Yes. Um, it is. So I was like one, one of each, but I love that. I, I think having a page with kind of all that stuff on it is even better because it's, you're able to check out their social media. If you want to download anything you mm-hmm. want to, and yeah, that's really helpful. So do you actually customize that for each podcast that you're on? Or do you have the, the same link and you just are like, okay, this went out on this day. So these people are probably coming from this podcast. Yeah, that is what I do. So I is the latter, excuse me. I'm all about simplicity. <laughs> so for me, that's a lot simpler than creating a page 
for every single show that I might be on. So I prefer to just do it based on that. My analytics based on that. Okay. This dropped this day. So I can probably know like for that in the week after Mm. that was where the majority of these things came from. Just so I can look on my social and I'll know if I suddenly look and I'm like, oh, I have 10 new followers. And then I'll be able to be like, oh, they came from this. Like I'll see the post about Mm -hmm. it or something like that. So that's typically how I do that. I just think that there is, yeah, I just want to make things simple for myself. So that's what I do. Not that there's anything wrong with creating new pages, but I also, like I said, I think that by driving people to that one one link, you are really going to be able to see also where people click. So what did they actually do? They went to the website but then did they just start to follow you on Instagram or did they actually sign up for your email? Yeah. You'll be able to make those, you'll be able to have the analytics there to do that as well. Right. I love that. I think that's helpful. And if you guys do want more analytics and you want to just, you don't have to duplicate the page. You can use a, if you have WordPress, you can use a plugin called pretty links and you can just change the actual like thing that people type in. Yeah. It's the same page. So then you can have better tracking. I'm an analytics. Pretty links is a great tool. Yeah. I, yeah, I haven't done a one pager, but if I did, I think I would probably do that. (laughs) Yeah. And that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And that makes total sense. Like the pretty links is a great tool for that. If you do want to have that level of analytics, like absolutely a hundred percent. The thing about podcasts is it's somewhat hard on the analytics side to be frank about when you're a guest, Mm -hmm, when you're a guest mm -hmm. on podcasts, because ultimately you don't know how many downloads that episode guy don't have all that information. So really for you, you don't know the conversion rate from, okay, how many people downloaded this to how many people signed up for my list or this. And the other kind of interesting thing about being a guest and, and that I've had happen multiple times is someone will be like, oh, I just heard, I heard you on a show multiple months ago. Mm -hmm. And, and then I heard you again on another person's show. (laughs) And so now, so how do I work with you? So there's no real, yeah, like they They didn't sign up for anything. Yeah. They don't connect it or they don't like, it wasn't, oh, I listened to this one. And then I signed up. It was more like, I listened to that. Okay. That was interesting. Oh, then I heard her again, probably talking about generally the same thing. I heard her again. She was talking about guest guesting or whatever. And then they just reach out. They don't even sign up for anything. They're just like, people are weird. Honestly, people are weird. (laughs) People are weird. And that's, that's one of the hard things about PR is they just like publicity and public relations, it's not as analytical as some of the other stuff like ads or podcast downloads or stuff like that. And it's that it's the relationship building. And then just suddenly getting an, a, literally an email out of the blue, like, can we hop on a call? <laughs> Wait, what? You're like, huh? You're not I mean, even yes. in my universe yet. Yes, okay. you can, but I don't know who you are. I don't know like yeah. anything about you. It's so crazy. it's funny in that way. PR is funny. And that's part of the reason why, like we have the guarantees in our business that we do on the number of bookings, because right. that's something we can guarantee. It's really hard in publicity and PR to be able to guarantee like a certain number of downloads, right. a certain number of people following you on social media. Those are the types of things that are a little bit harder for us to be able to measure. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend that podcast analytics are anything to write home about because they're, they're not great either. It's not like, yeah. I, w- I always say this. I wish there was a Google analytics for podcasts because that is so much more like in depth than what you get with your podcast host. And I know they could do right. it, but they just, they need to figure out a way. Cause right now they, you don't know yeah. who came from where yeah. did they come from your social <laughs> channels? Did they come from the website? Yeah. Where the heck did they come from? All you know is what app they listened on. And that is that helpful. <laughs> 
yeah, you're like, great, but not. Which of my marketing efforts are actually working? Uh, (laughs) Exactly. I have found though, the really good thing about podcast guesting is that if you have a podcast of your own, which most of you guys do or aspiring Mm -hmm. to do, you do get a lot of downloads to your show the day and the day following once your podcast goes live. Because I always think it's important to talk about my podcast because usually they'll be like she's a podcast strategist they they intro me and they say that I have a podcast Mm -hmm. so my downloads for my show typically grow pretty steadily the next couple days after it Mm -hmm. airs so I think that's a really good I love that point too I love that point because it's so true. And that could even be your call to, you could have that too on that call to action page, yep. right? Go listen you direct to my people show. that thing and it's, and here's my podcast. And to your point, you also bring up the name during the episode, maybe a couple of times or something like that. I have an interesting stat on that, which is Amy Porterfield had an, this is just an example of publicity to podcast downloads. So she had a article come out in Forbes. This was in 2019, like the summer of 2019. She had an article come out and she just mentioned in there that she had a podcast and over the next like week, they had a 32% bump in podcast downloads. So it didn't have a link. It didn't have, I don't even know if it had a link to it or anything like that. <laughs> it was just people that were like, okay, I like what she's saying yeah, here. They Googled her. Like now I want to go yeah. listen to it more here. And I know Amy Porterfield, we're talking on like a huge plane, Yeah, but also think about that. Because 32% yeah, of what big. was already a big show, mm-hmm. like that's, that's a lot of, you're like, that's did, a lot of I downloads. I didn't realize anyone didn't know that show. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're like, wait, what? People aren't aware of this, but apparently a lot of people in Forbes were. <laughs> if you're not an entrepreneur or you, you're just starting, you may not know. So you may I mean, not that, know. That makes total sense. I love yeah. that. That's really interesting. I think it's just such a big deal. Like people just don't really think about that. But to me, that's, that's how I get my clients to actually take guesting seriously. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. Hey, your downloads will grow. And then they're like, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. They're like, Oh wait, they're like, Oh, yeah. double whammy. You're helping me with my show. Plus I'm getting other opportunities too. So yeah, exactly. I think, I think that's exactly. Great. Awesome. For podcasters, guesting is such a, particularly guesting is such a win-win. Totally. A hundred percent. So I always ask this question to everyone that comes on the show, because this is a podcast about podcasting. So we love podcasts, Let's do it. but what are your favorite podcasts? I'm sure you have a couple feel free to name mm-hmm. your top ones. Yeah. The one that I was talking about that I'm listening to right now from 2021, I'm real into right now. And it's called the visionary CEO podcast. Mm -hmm. And I love that show. I love the two hosts, Brianne and Jill. I just think they do a really great job. Brianne has been in one of my summits that I hosted with (gasps) Lindsay a couple of years ago because she's great. Yeah. (laughs) I love them. And I love that show. Someone turned me onto it and I was like, Oh, I was like, listen to it. I was like, Oh, are they calling me out? There's no BS between those two. No. And I love it. I love it. That's exactly my thing. So I love them. I really like that show. And then I also listen to a lot of true crime. Me too. (laughs) Okay, good, good, good. I'm always like, are people going to think this is weird or what? No, Um, no. But I listen to a lot. I love my favorite murder. That's always like a every week for me type thing. But what I'm listening to right now is called Tom Brown's Body. So I'll get into that. I'll have to check that one out. (laughs) Only as I'm driving to pick up my daughter. Of course it goes to kids bop. Right? Yeah. I'm like, okay. I tell tell my husband, I'm like, what age is it? too weird that I'm playing <laughs> yeah. true crime in the car because my son's 21 months I'm like okay I should probably oh right you're on the to... other end where they yeah. can't understand yet yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so I'm like yeah. when when is it too when should I shift to yeah. not doing that <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I don't I have think, an answer for you, I but my daughter's funny. seven. So oh, yeah, she doesn't need to hear about all yeah, that. Yeah. I, I don't need the word murder to be yeah, like around yeah. her very often or anything like that. So anyways. No, uh, I love that. Was, I love other people who are fans of the crime stuff. I always tell people, crime. I'm like, yeah. my podcast choices right now are murder, motherhood, and sometimes marketing. Mother three yeah. M's. <laughs> if, if you could find a show that combined all three. <laughs> mm, that'd be real cool. I would love that. And then I have leadership thrown in there every so often, but that yeah. one doesn't start with an M. So yeah, that doesn't really ruins like, my alliteration. Leadership. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Tell us where we can find you and yeah, just let us know where we can connect. Here it goes, guys. You ready? So (laughs) you can find me at podcastpublicityquiz.com. And when you go to that website or go to that page, sorry, you're going to take, it's a really fun, interactive, like video ask quiz. So it's actually like me talking to you and people really like it, but that kind of helps people determine what might be the best step for them. What freebie I might have or product that I might have that makes the most sense for where they are right now. I love that. I think quizzes are amazing because they can help you. They can help segment people to where they need to go. Cause I could be yep. sharing about one freebie, but that's not going to apply to 15% of the people listening. Exactly. Whereas if you give them what exactly what they're looking for at that exact point in time, your people are more mm-hmm. likely to convert over. So I love that. That's awesome. But yeah, thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed chatting with you today. Thank you. And thank you for having me in your wonderful summit. I'm sure a lot of your listeners attended as well, but that was super fun for me. Also. Yeah, I know. I love it. It's always so fun to host and, um, and we'll be back in 2023 and then I'll have, my, then I'll have my podcast manager summit in September. So lot to look That's forward awesome. to. Yep. Summits. I love, <laughs> love them. It. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks everybody. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player, like Apple podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave a review. You can find us at savvy podcasting for entrepreneurs.com and on Facebook at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community and join in on the exclusive community just for Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs listeners. I'll see you there.